0: You are listening to the Two and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. And you know what? It's basically having pot now is no different than you know parking in the handicap stall when you run into shoppers' devices. <laughs> like it, it's just not a serious offense.
1: Hey, <laughs> if I ever had to buy those, I wouldn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double
0: double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Set. Travis Curra and Brazilian Ty. Yes, it is February 2nd, and things are going absolutely insane in the Canadian Football League, so we had to do a special edition of the show. Brazilian Ty, where are you
1: coming to us from? I'm still north of Wabasca in camp with no internet. Does Google Maps go there? It it can. (laughs) (laughs) I have to drop. I have to drop a couple pins. Do you have like? How are you talking to me? What is this I technology? Cell, <laughs> I have. I have mobile cell service. How's the food the internet, up there? The internet in camp doesn't work. The food is uh, better than I cook at home. Well, that's not cook. saying much. <laughs> when I do cook, uh, we had uh, pierogies on Wednesday night, so I ate about twenty of those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I gotta say, I've got a pizza seventy-three order open. Right now, all I have to do is click checkout. So let's finish this show. In the huddle on the Two and Out podcast. All right, where do we start? I guess we can go back to January 20th when it was made official that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have agreed to terms on a one year deal with Darian Durant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Labor Day is going to be fun. Yeah, that 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 is a possibility to yell at him on the sidelines. <laughs> it's not like we'll have to make noise for him while he's in the game. Um, like I, I get what what Winnipeg's doing with you know signing a a guy who's had success in the league. Like you, you do need a bona fide backup. They haven't really had like they have, they have Dan fever, but um you know to have a guy that can go in there and possibly win you a game if something does happen to Matt Nichols, it, it it's just a a a security blanket, really, for the the franchise and the offense on that point.
0: And the Bombers just recently ended up releasing Dominique Davis, and there were a lot of fans in Winnipeg that were a fan of this guy. He's got a rifle. There is no denying that, Mm -hmm. but uh, the Bombers have let him go. I I guess we can go from a former rider to a rider deron carter has agreed to a one-year deal to stay in saskatchewan and then most recently he got caught <laughs> with uh, with a joint in Sa- the saskatoon airport you couldn't wait till july deron
1: <laughs> yeah that like you you know that it's illegal still and and like it's just oh, it's just such a brain fart uh you know it it is what it is it it's a little bit of pot it's not a Big deal. It's still illegal, so there will be ramifications, I'm sure. Um, but I, uh, the 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 resign is huge for this for for the riders for this team. It's uh, their number one offensive threat, really, behind Cameron Marshall when he's when he's healthy and involved in the game. So that's huge. And
0: you know what? It's basically having pot now is no different than you know, parking in the handicap stall when you run into shoppers devices buy Like, it, it's just not a
1: serious offense. Hey, anymore. if I ever had to buy those, I would know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> Staying with the Riders. Yes, you mentioned Cameron Marshall. It was a big injury for them late last season. Uh, but they have ended up releasing Keenan LaFrance.
1: Yeah, um, that's... Like I, I get it, that he's not your most dynamic offensive player. But when he does get the chance, it seems that he can produce. And you know, having him as a Canadian back there is, is a huge plus for that for that roster.
0: He he was but making actually quite a bit of money, and
1: yeah, good for
0: him. He was able to cash in after a West final uh, in or an East final in 2016, playing in the snow, and he got a good payday for last year. So good for him. I. I don't see why he wouldn't end up in Winnipeg and back up uh, Andrew Harris there.
1: Yeah. If you can have a Canadian, back up a Canadian, and especially a guy that, you know, if he gets the carries, if he gets the touches, he's able to produce. Um, and, and the way Andrew Harris runs, it's so physical that um, it could be somewhat of a change of pace back a little bit, but there is always that chance that Andrew Harris, I, I don't remember the last time we saw him play all 18 games and him be not nicked up by by midseason, because of the way he runs. So having that insurance policy back there would be really nice for Winnipeg.
0: We'll get to more of this in detail, but the Riders have released also Jeff Knox Jr. to pursue an NFL opportunity. Yeah! <laughs> We're going to have to touch on that with another certain team in the Canadian Football League. But I do want to mention this. The, the commissioner of the CFL, Randy Ambrosi, is doing something I think... That is really cool. He's basically doing a town hall meeting with season ticket holders in every CFL city. And he's also doing a town hall in Halifax. Which- Does that mean
1: we get to go to two meetings? We do.
0: I've gotten the invitation to both of them, uh, to the Eskimos and the Rough Riders. Uh, The rider one is on a Saturday. I don't know if I want to drive nine hours for it. Uh, And the Eskimo one's midweek. I won't be able to make. But uh, I think it's amazing that a commissioner is doing this. And a, a lot of season ticket holders are going to appreciate things like this. I don't think they're going to be as rowdy as Justin Trudeau's town hall meetings I, across the country. I was just going to say he
1: better hope that it doesn't end up like the last couple have for Trudeau. But, no, that, 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 that's huge for growing the game, um, you know, and not even necessarily growing the game, but giving giving the league a face in, in each market um, and giving season seed holders especially a, a chance to – to ask questions on where the league is on certain issues and um, maybe bring to light some of the issues they have with either their game day experiences or, you know, God forbid the review process in some cases, but you know, it gives the fans a voice and it gives the league a face and, you know, somebody that they can actually see it's tangible and they can, they can engage in a discussion with. So I I think that's huge.
0: You know, and there were people calling Jeffrey Orridge, the ghost and, Ambmbroy is anything but that,
1: yeah, like this guy is the face of the league, like he is representing the owners and the league as a whole so well he he is so visible around the country you, you see him at games, um, you know, and it it's just it's nice to have something that that you can see that you can put a name to and much like mark Cohan, there was always a chance that you could see him somewhere. With Jeffrey Orridge, it was hit or miss, and even when he did ask a question, he never got an answer. At least with Ambrose, he's he's engaging fans and giving them a chance to, to share their voice.
0: You know, and that's what I love about this league. Can you imagine Bettman doing this?
1: <laughs> oh, count the... <laughs> oh, no. Like I, I think people would show up and make fun of him. I, I don't... well. Not even make fun of him. They wouldn't. He wouldn't be able to talk. He'd get booed the whole time. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's which which true. also
1: makes no sense to me because it's not like it's his fault the players got locked out. But that's a whole other story. People just don't get it.
0: Now yeah, the owners love him because he makes
1: some money. That's that's well, exa- that's who, who he works about. for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He does what the owners want. So if you're gonna blame anybody, blame your owner. Now I guess we should talk
0: about the National Football League. James Wilder, rookie of the year last year. And you know what? Made the Argos it. what they were. like? They were not a Grey Cup champion team when he was not the starting running back. Well, he did. Uh, they went on this amazing run, win the Grey Cup. He announces that he is going to sit out this season because the Argos won't release him to pursue an NFL opportunity, and they also won't give him a raise, which wow, this was a bombshell.
1: Yeah. Um, as for him wanting a raise, you outplayed your contract that's not on the team. Um, as for him wanting a release and the team saying no, yeah, the, the players have zero power when it comes to their contract. Um, we, we've discussed this. We've, you've even mentioned on Twitter that the team can cut a guy whenever they want and it doesn't matter. But if that guy if that player wants out, there's nothing he can do. So it's not a two-way street and everybody talks about loyalty and all this crap in sports and it it doesn't exist. Um, you know, teams do stuff for their bottom line, for the better of the team, um and if a player wants out, he's not loyal anymore. It it's just a double-edged sword. It's a double standard and it's it is what it is. He he wants to go play in the NFL, which is what do you want to do when he was a kid? He had the chance to play, and he outplayed his contract. Granted, he did sign a two-year contract. But there's obviously been offers or a chance to go to a training camp and Toronto not releasing him. Well, I, I get it. They're they're protecting their, their asset. And as far as they're concerned, they're not a feeder system or a development league for the NFL, so they don't want to release them. Um, but... I, I totally agree with him sitting out because what what happens if he does blow up his knee and then never gets that chance in the NFL? Um, you know he, he's exercising what little power he has in this situation. I, I I have no problem with it.
0: You know, and I I see the argument and agree the uh, with both sides here. The Argos I think should be rewarded for you know having the foresight to sign him to a two year deal and be able to keep him on for the cheap next season. But at the same time he's an international running back, so he's not going to make a pile of money anyway because that's one of the positions that hey <laughs> we'll just go find another guy uh anyway mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty easy to find and
1: if if they find a Canadian who does the exact same thing, he is out of a job
0: yeah, and the Canadians making more, yeah instantly, but i mean i i I, I get. And I don't think teams should treat themselves as a feeder system for the NFL, but I do believe that they should be given a shot to go make money and and do all that stuff. We see a lot of teams doing it. Uh, BC ha- has done it. Saskatchewan. We just talked about Jeff Knox has done it, given these guys to go uh, an opportunity to make some cash and cash in while they still can because there's not a long window to make money in a pro football career. But <laughs> uh, I, I see the Argos not wanting to let go either. So it, it's such a tough thing here. But ambrosie recently just said that he doesn't want teams to, uh, you know, with these NFL contracts or off-season bonuses or anything like that too.
1: Yeah, it's it's really a no-win situation for either the players or the league. Um it's going to take a lot of discussion on how to fix this and I it's not I don't see it I don't know how it could happen anytime soon. Um the the NFL is a beast. And they've got the money to to pay guys even on their practice roster right so more than they're making the cfl so i mean that lure is always going to be there for that and you know something's got to get like what what do you do make the max contract one year so that every every summer if if you have a chance to go down south you don't have a contract like that's not going to work in a professional sports league so it, the problem needs to be addressed i i don't even know where to begin with it though
0: victor butler of the argos said the same thing, uh, that the the team is basically holding him hostage and going mm-hmm. back on their word and denying him a chance to pursue NFL opportunities. And a lot of people have said it, if you let a player go and give him a shot uh, to go to the NFL and they don't make it, there's a good chance they're going to come back to your team because they're going to respect uh, the fact that you gave him a shot to go and mm-hmm. try and uh, you know, make some cash. Uh, in the states, so I, the one, I, I the see one that thing side i've learned too. though
1: the one thing i've learned being in a well somewhat of an adult um <laughs> get it in write get it in writing, yeah, right like you know that you might have a shot get it in writing, however, that it probably violates the c b a to say that if there is an opportunity, we will release you. It probably can't be put in a contract I don't know that for sure um, but you know if you but but these backdoor handshake deals, the owner's gonna be like, hmm, I don't, tough. Sh-. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? You're still under contract. And that's what that's what I mean. The, the The teams hold all the power when it comes when it comes to contracts and players. It, it it's not a it's not a two way street. It's you know whatever the team wants goes pretty much. And if if you're under contract and they don't release you, well, you're either sitting out. And hurting your chances because being in shape, and being in football shape, are two totally different things. And he not like he can go somewhere else and play. There's not another professional league um, that he can go play in. So, or even for James Wilder either. So it's 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 just such a convoluted issue that it it, it we just have to let it play out. And then it, it's going to happen now that now that somebody does it, it. It I don't see it snowballing, but I do see players taking this taking this route and. You know, teams eventually just being, they have to figure it out.
0: And we do have an issue with attendance in the CFL. Paying guys more will raise ticket prices. I don't know how Joe Blow fan is going to take to that. It's a very delicate situation that they they need to look after when the next CBA is coming up here. Because if, if prices go up much more, Ah, that that might hurt attendance even more.
1: It uh, for sure, and it's especially in some in some markets. Yeah, um, yeah, not you know, it, maybe not everyone. Yeah, it, it's pretty it's a pretty affordable uh, entertainment model right now.
0: Well, entertainment um, period is oh, expensive these days. Like yeah. my wife and I to go to a movies, and if we want popcorn and everything like that, it's over fifty bucks right there.
1: Well, we went to Star Wars before Christmas, and I spent thirty bucks, and that was just for myself. Yeah, right. If I spend thirty bucks, I can go sit, I can go stand at the bar on the rail at Commonwealth for three hours and watch a football game and have a couple beer.
0: Yeah, so that can get you into the stadium. You know, some absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. Go go to save on foods and buy the cheap tickets. Right. It's the CFL is an affordable league. That's what. You know, it's it's just one of those things. But and that. That's shown in the salary cap. It, I mean, it is what it is because, A, we're in Canada and the the dollar and all this, all the other issues, but, you know, it, if you want to get the top-end talent and pay more, well, you're going to have to pay more at the gate. and That's just going to, nobody's, nobody's going to want that and everybody's going to get their knickers in a knot and we're going to have attendance issues worse than we have now in some markets. So, It's another catch-22. We've had a lot of issues on this tonight that have just – there's no win on either (laughs) side.
0: Is James Wilder going to be the 2020 XFL MVP? No, because
1: it's not going to even happen. You don't think it's going to get off the ground? No, hot take alert.
0: Well, I don't know if that's such a hot take because we're sitting here – you know, and they're going to be kicking off apparently in less than two years, and we don't have a single owner or a single stadium,
1: so or a TV deal.
0: <laughs> so there's a long way to go before things ever happen. They did say they would be paying players twenty five hundred dollars a week, and it's a ten week season, so there's twenty five thousand dollars right there. So don't go slam. Sign this- me
1: up. Yeah, <laughs> I would do it. I would totally do it. How many more? Like, I've already got a couple of concussions. One more is not going to hurt, right?
0: <laughs> One more a week for ten weeks? <laughs>
1: oh, come on! Yeah, I, you're probably right. I,
0: I think that this is some damn good news. The CFL is going to get every team to release ten names from their negotiation list. I don't see anything bad from this.
1: It, it's a start. It is right. Uh, the, the the two main issues I have is the negotiation list because when they announce a trade, you only get to hear half of it. Yep, yep. Because of the, the neg list player. I'd also like to know salary at least le- or not salaries, contract at least the lengths.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Of every player on every roster so that, you know, you can tell who's coming. It's, I why do, I don't want to see a list at the end of the year. I would like to know throughout the year. Oh, this guy's in a contract year. Well, you know, deadline's coming up. This player, this team's looking for player X. Well, there's a trade opportunity right here, right? Kind of that thing. But um, yeah, this this is a huge step. It's only ten names, but it's ten more than we had before. Um, it'll be it'll be nice. It will be kind of weird. I think I think some teams are still going to hide the bigger names and just release ten offensive lineman that went to University of Central Florida and whatever that nobody's heard of but it's a start.
0: So when old Taylor Field came down, they were auctioning off different pieces of the stadium. You could buy a urinal if you wanted, a door, Whatever you wanted, you could buy. Well, the big giant Maxtron was bought by somebody, but the guy or the owner doesn't want the Rough Rider sign that comes with it. 17 feet wide, 9 feet tall. Just give me a reason why I should not put a bid on this bad boy. I think it's at like $12,000 right now.
1: Well, I think the selling point would be that I would end up moving in with you because your wife would move out. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how you look at it, really. This is actually a
0: real thing. I, it would be absolutely incredible if...
1: <laughs> Taylor would leave you.
0: <laughs> now, I don't know where to go from here because it has been an absolutely insane you know, 24 hours. Let's just go and focus on the Calgary Stampeders for the next few uh Few minutes, I guess. Rob Cote, 11 year player with the team, decides to hang up. Fullback, great guy. I know they love him in Calgary. Josh Bell retires, joins the Calgary Stampeders coaching staff. We also have a retirement on the offensive line. Dan Federkyle hanging up the cleats. Bo Levi Mitchell deletes his Twitter account.
1: That's the biggest news of the entire offseason. That
0: probably is the biggest news. They have a new world's fastest cow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally delaying here, but the Calgary Stampeders trade Charleston Hughes 10 years with the Stampeders. They ended up uh, getting some draft picks uh, from the Tiger Cats there, but that's not where it ended. The Tiger Cats trade Charleston Hughes to the Rough Riders for vernon adams jr
1: this is crazy cal, cal- i think calgary knows something <laughs> and that's what you told me earlier today <laughs> right it's like when a guy gets traded and then all of a sudden he's on the dl a week later it's like hmm, or he, you know he barely passes his physical and gets hurt um he's he's averaged uh pretty decent numbers you know he He's had 123 tackles in 47 games in the last three years, and you know that's above average of of his career totals. Same with same with sacks was above average in the last three years compared to his career totals. So I mean there has been somewhat of an uptick, but I mean he's 30. He's going to be 34 years old. Um, you know, Houghnego playing that game. You know, I'll I'll trade one good year away so that I don't have to re-sign him. If he has a good year again, I got to re-sign him for more money. Now I'm paying for a depleting asset. Um, you know, getting rid of him kind of at the right time, you know, at at some point age is going to catch up to Charleston Hughes, and I think Huffnagel is just taking this opportunity now um to to uh get rid of a possible down downturn in the career. I I, I don't think it's going to be sudden, but you know, there there will be a decline at some point.
0: Double-digit sacks last year at 11 in 14 games. Still brought it. I, I don't know if a guy gets old overnight, but that's what we said about John Chick. And the
1: best part is, is that when he gets his first sack this season, oh yeah, he'll get number, it'll be number 100, and it'll be in a green and white jersey.
0: <laughs> and he had a great year last year. He made Derek Dennis look like an absolute fool when the Riders were in Calgary in July. This is how good of a player Charleston Mm -hmm. Hughes is. And it it was shocking not only to see him traded, but see him traded twice. twice. The funny thing is is that there was no way Calgary was going to trade him to Saskatchewan, but, well, he could go to Hamilton first.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is... um... Oh, I can't remember his name now. Oh, who got traded from the LA Kings to the to the Bruins? And then back, and the Bruins flipped him to the Sharks like an hour later. Is their backup goaltender? And the 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 Kings were choked. <laughs> right. This is the same thing. Like it's you trade them outside the division. You know you only have to play them twice. It's not going to affect your um, standings as much. The other division. All of a sudden, an hour later. He's against one of your rivals, and it's like, oh, my God, what did we do?
0: Now, judging by my Twitter, Willie Jefferson has re-signed with the Riders three times in the last six months, but we have not yeah, I think seen that,
1: I it. Think that's, I, think, I think that's a low
0: count. <laughs> but we haven't seen it from the Riders. But now, uh,
1: I'll take the Regina Leader post at its word.
0: Now we have uh, the possibility of Willie Jefferson and Charleston Hughes on the same defensive line. Saskatchewan I I I I don't want to say it, but they might be the favorite.
1: Oh I I'll I'll say a home playoff game. So
0: home playoff game but not a gray cup favorite.
1: No. I know it's
0: February
1: and there it's hasn't even been free agency uh, let, yet. Let's wait to see how Zach Kalaros holds up throughout the year first. Um, Cal- Calgary. I know they've had two retirements and now this trade, and or I guess three retirements. Um, you know they're they're still the the best in the West until somebody knocks them off. So it's really gonna. They still have that. They they still have an unreal offense. Um, so it's gonna take a lot to knock them off the top of the mountain.
0: I guess we should move up to QE two to Edmonton. Odell Willis gets traded to Ottawa for defensive lineman, and then Ottawa flips him to BC, so Odell gets reunited with Ed Hervey. Uh, word is that he was an Ed Hervey guy. Uh, Ed was in Edmonton, brought him in, and I think Odell really found his way in Edmonton, and uh, he was kind of... <laughs> he was considered a bad teammate when he came out of Winnipeg and he came out of Saskatchewan, but once he got to Edmonton, I feel like he really settled into that defense there.
1: Yeah, it, it, he just he. This is such a tired phrase, but he does set the edge. Um, you know, he's, he's able to to contain a run on the outside. He's able to get to the quarterback. Um, you know, he's a guy that you, you want. He, he's a leader out there, and we had we saw that this year in Edmonton with everybody getting hurt. Um, you know, you need somebody to step up, and Odell did. Um, if that's a bad teammate, then I'll take that on my team any day. Um, but yeah, this this trade really reminds me of the Charleston Hughes trade that like happened like a couple hours before. Yeah, <laughs> I know. On the same day, like I, <laughs> like, you trade him out of the division, he gets traded right back into it. Like this is just crazy. Um, BC you know,
0: did need defensive line work, so this helps. BC them.
1: needs uh, almost everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, like we haven't even seen free agency yet. So, um, but like Odell, uh, last year, somewhat of a down ish year compared to, um, or his last three years, I guess, in Edmonton have been kind of down compared to what he has averaged. Um, tackles are about the same, sacks are a little lower, but he's he's still he's still a uh, viable uh, defensive threat coming off the edge there.
0: And both of these guys, I think Odell's going into his 11th year. He was going into his 10th. So,
1: yeah. and it, they're still getting it done.
0: A salary move for both of these teams and hard for both of these teams' fans. I mean... <laughs> I, oh, my goodness. Eskimo fans, I, I totally feel for them. I'm an Odell fan and I'm, you know, I I wear my Rider jersey to every Eskimo game. So I, I'm sad to see him leave Edmonton as well. And I, I sympathize with Eskimo fans.
1: Well, I'm going to see Andrew next week from the Eskimo Empire podcast. Yep. And I have a feeling that it's going to be a very somber visit.
0: <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> the Eskimos have
0: some other long-time veterans. They're getting paid a lot of money. One was injured for most of last season. One was injured and had a drop in productivity. Darius Bowman and J.C. Sherrod. Are they still going to be Eskimos by the time training camp run- comes around?
1: That's a great question. They also re-signed Kenny Stafford today. They did. So there's going to be money eaten up, I think, Odell leaving opens up a lot of, a lot of money um, and, and it opens up opportunity as well uh, on that defensive line. But like you said with, with Sherritt he was hurt all year, basically, you know, is he, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he'll be back. Um, Bowman, you, I think you almost have to have to keep him because you lost your number one receiver in Zylstra from last year. Um, you know, he, you lose your top two receivers and it, it's gonna get a little iffy. You do still have CJ Gable, but you know uh, you, you want to you don't want to disrupt that offense too much if you can avoid it. But really, money is gonna be the biggest issue.
0: And we go back to Toronto. Devere Posey had uh, what a 100 yard touchdown in the Grey Cup in the snow. Dives across the goal line. Like what a scene that was. Gets released by the Argos, but he was going to be a free agent in just a couple weeks, and he has signed himself a futures deal with the Baltimore Ravens. And of course, he had to, to go assume, to the
1: Ravens. I know
0: that Wilder and Butler have time left on their contracts, but this has got to make them
1: mad. Uh, I don't, I don't see how it could. He, like, he, he was, he's a pending free agent, so. You're not going to re-sign him. I guess Why you just wouldn't him, sign anyway. Right, yeah. right. Just give him the opportunity. This way, nobody gets any any crap for tampering or you know trying to deal with a guy under contract. Just cut him loose because you know you're not going to be able to work out a deal because you know he's going to go. So cut him loose. It's it's no. You're not releasing guy from his contract really per, per se. You know he's going to be a free agent anyways. Let him go. And you know what? By doing this, like you said. If if he doesn't stick and he wants to come back, he probably gives Toronto first right of refusal.
0: Now, <laughs> does this mean, back to Hamilton here, does it mean that they're done with trying to sign Johnny Football?
1: Well, who would you rather have, Manzel or Vernon Adams? Probably Adams. How do we know that for sure?
0: Well... Adams isn't making much money.
1: No, that that is true. And he like, doesn't you're not bring, pay Manziel half a million dollars.
0: And he doesn't bring this stupid legacy of drama. hmm and
1: drug addiction and alcohol abuse.
0: Exactly. And I, I think that they're quite happy with uh Jeremiah Mazzoli, and they're quite fine with going him as their number one guy. I don't think they want to pay their backup quarterback. You know, almost twice as much as their starter.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and and like you said, I, I think Masoli—that's that, Masoli's job to lose coming into camp. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with Calero's gone now, it, that's Masoli's job. Whether um, it and, is
0: Manzel or not, it is Masoli's right?
1: it, job exactly. Um, and you know, Ver, Vernon Adams—I I see him as a perfect complement to Masoli. You know, he is—he is, he is mobile. He's got a good arm. You know, if something does happen, God forbid, to Masoli, or they need a little, a little change of pace halfway through a game. You know, it's a, he, Vernon Adams is a little different. He's a different size, and but you know he's still mobile, and and you got to be mobile in this league, and unless you're Ricky Ray and you just stand in the pocket and play for forty years. But <laughs> um, yeah, like Adams is making way less, and you got if you can manage your cap at the quarterback position, you're gonna open up a lot more options everywhere else.
0: So there might even be more moves by the time you hear this show. This might be outdated.
1: <laughs> that's that's very fair. It's because, like a deadline show at like if you listen if you read all the headlines at noon and then you're like, oh okay whatever, I'm gonna go back to work and then at five o'clock everything is different.
0: So <laughs> we're probably I'm gonna we're gonna try and do another show before a free agency officially opens and then after free agency, um, Adarius Bowman is due a roster bonus on Monday.
1: Yeah, it, that's the next big that's the next big ticket.
0: It is going to be very interesting what the Eskimos decide to do. If they pay him the bonus on Monday, it would be idiotic to cut him after that. <laughs> it just wouldn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, that that's a that's a Washington football team move right there if that <laughs> <Yeah>. happens. <laughs> what a brutal brutal who's gonna win the super bowl oh you're gonna make me pick this well who do you who are cheering for uh i'm cheering for the eagles to cover plus four and a half
0: (laughs) that's very specific
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't know where i came up with that number i'm cheering for philadelphia
0: and that just makes me sick but at least Um, rocky rocky is from philly so
1: well, as a Steelers fan, I can't have the Patriots win six.
0: Yeah, that's a good but point, I also, buddy.
1: But I also can't have Philly win a Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's so a lose-lose. I'm, lose. I'm just showing I'm, up for the beer.
1: I'm hoping it goes overtime, and then they, ha- they have to pull the MLB All-Star game and just call it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going on too long, everybody. You, you each get half the trophy. That would be the most Goodell move of all time. Oh, man. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Enjoy also, your... <laughs> also, can we... I, I just want to touch on this. The goaltender interference rule right now in the NHL, and with their review the way it is, is taking so much heat off the CFL review process, is it not?
0: Uh, I'm sorry, but don't don't even <laughs> crap on the <laughs> CFL after that. Right?
1: Right, like I don't even know what goal. Like I may not know what a catch is Nobody may know what a catch is but nobody in the NHL uh, situation room or their officials on the ice even have a sniff of what goaltend interference is. And it makes zero sense to me as a fan, and I, I just watch this and I'm like and people crap on the CFL. This is this is worse. Like and and millions of people are still watching it. Like I don't get it. I haven't watched another game in three and a half weeks because I just I can't stand it.
0: And that's a $4 billion business.
1: Yeah. But, hey, Vegas is lighting it up, so there's that.
0: It's going to be a Las Vegas-New Jersey Stanley Cup.
1: No. (laughs) Can you imagine a Las Vegas-Nashville Western Conference final? I'd be okay with that. Uh, I would probably go to all seven games. (laughs) And not remember any of them. (laughs)
0: All right. Well, uh, I guess there will be more news coming soon. I mean, the, the CFL has been anything but invisible this offseason, and it is a pile of fun. Travis Cura, Brazilian tie, the 2 and out CFL podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.